Te reo Māori Cook Airani or the Cook Islands Māori language is at risk of disappearing as more Cook Islanders shift their preference from their native tongue to English. According to the UNESCO Oceania Endangered Languages, Cookie Airani is decreasing at an accelerating pace. With more Cook Islanders living abroad, particularly in Aotearoa, which is home to more than 80% of the entire population, the Ministry of Pacific People says only 9% can speak Cookie Airani. Ahorangi or Professor Stephen May from the School of Māori and Indigenous Education at the University of Auckland says New Zealand has a constitutional and political commitment to try and maintain the language. Rachel Nath spoke to Professor May who sheds light on the current language landscape. Uh, kia ora anu, uh, Rachel. I think the key issue around te reo in uh, New Zealand is that it's continuing to decrease uh, from generation to generation. So in the approximately 80,000 uh, Cook Islands Māori uh, within New Zealand, um, fewer and fewer are actually um, passing on that language to their children, and that's one of the key challenges. That's why at the moment currently only 9% or so of those um, 80,000 actually continue to speak the language. And we see that trend particularly uh, in relation to younger people. So only 7% of those under 15 speak the language. So you can see that it diminishes as um, as the age uh, gets younger. And that's that makes it very challenging to maintain a language if young people uh, aren't speaking it, if parents aren't passing it on to their children. So what are the broader challenges faced by Cook Islands Māori in Aotearoa? The broader challenge is, of course, that part of the reason why Cook Islands Māori is facing significant language shift is that the majority of Cook Islands Māori population actually live here in Aotearoa. So 80,000 or so live here, 28,000 or so live in Australia, and of course in the Cook Islands itself, only around 17,000. So 82% of the total population live here, and that's in an English-language dominant context um, with very little bilingual education Uh, provision at the moment and often in the home uh, a lack of awareness of how to maintain the language so Cook Islands Māori Language Week is a really important way of focusing and um, showcasing the language but we also need to get out to parents to caregivers uh, and to schools the importance of maintaining Cook Islands Māori alongside English uh, for all of the reasons that I've just talked about. So given the Cook Islands Māori population in Aotearoa would the government have a greater responsibility towards preservation? Cook Islands Māori have been New Zealand citizens since 1949, and Cook Islands Māori language uh, is a language in the realm of New Zealand. And so we have, I think, to a certain extent, a constitutional and a political commitment to trying to maintain the language, but not just for cultural reasons, although they're really significant, as I've said, but also because uh, maintaining uh, or establishing bilingualism in, say, Cook Islands Māori and English is, has a whole lot of educational and social and wider advantages. So it's a, it's also a message to government uh, that, you know, we have an increasingly multi-ethnic population in Aotearoa. Uh, in Auckland, Tamaki Makaurau, we have over 160 languages spoken, and yet English continues to, dom- to dominate in pretty much every language domain. And so how can we rethink that and, and see ourselves as being more bilingual, more multilingual? Uh, and certainly there's a, an obligation, I think, but also um, an opportunity to extend that in relation to Cook Islands Māori alongside other Pacific languages.
So if I could just navigate our focus to preservation here, what needs to be done to preserve this language? Well, I think there are two ways specifically. And if we look firstly at the home, then one of the key variables that's been identified for some time now in the research is the impact of intermarriage, uh, particularly if one of the parents is not a, a Kokan Māori speaker. And what tends to happen in countries like Aotearoa, which are English language language dominant, uh, that often if there's only one parent, they switch to English with their children. And that explains why we're getting this increased language loss for Cook Islands Māori. So the key challenge, if there are Cook Island, speaker, uh, Cook Island Māori speakers in the family, is for at least one of them to continue to speak uh, to their children in Cook Islands Māori, uh, even if the other parent doesn't or the other caregiver doesn't. So one of the key things is to maintain that usage within the home. We call it more broadly family language policy or family language planning. And then the other uh, way, obviously, which is through education, and that remains challenging as well in the Aotearoa context, because we have very few meaningful bilingual edu education options uh, for Cook Islands Māori. And we know that high levels of bilingual education or immersion education uh, which are levels one or two in the New Zealand context, so either 80% and above for level one or 50% and above for level two, uh, if those programs were established and expanded, then that would be another key way in which we could strengthen the use of Cook Islands Māori and Aotearoa. And what is the current education framework? Currently we have, as I understand it, still only one level two program throughout the country and most of the other programs that do exist at the primary level are level three and four programs so below 50 percent so they are useful in the sense that they provide some language awareness and some cultural grounding but all of the national and international literature tells us that we should have at least 50 percent medium of instruction in Cook Islands Māori uh, for it to be an effective bilingual program so the challenge is to try and establish more high-level immersion, level one and level two programs for Cook Islands Māori and Aotearoa, and that hasn't happened as yet. Hmm. So would would the onus then be upon the community? Yes, I think so. A combination of the community and the and the school system. So we saw last year, for example, in Mangere, Ta'i Tamati Tiranga Rangatira Centre open which is a full immersion early childhood uh, centre, the first of its kind uh, for Te Reo And um, that's a very positive development. And that came from, I think, a combination of community pressure or community engagement, community advocacy. Uh, and then that programme was established uh, and supported at the time by the um, Minister of Pacific um, uh, people. So that's a, a clear example where community pressure, community activism uh, and related to schooling um, can actually make a real difference. The challenge now is to extend that into the primary sector. And we have models for that, of course, Māori Medium gives us a very good model, but we do have some very strong Pacific bilingual programs, predominantly Samoan with some Tongan. Uh, but there are already existing models within schools in Aotearoa of strong bilingual programs that are either level one immersion programs or level two, at least 50%. And so we could model off those as well. Mm. And now what would be the significance of preserving and promoting Cook Islands Māori? 
Well, language is always linked to culture, and so there's no reason why we shouldn't maintain a language. One of the key challenges that a lot of uh, minority languages, including Pacifica languages, face is the presumption, particularly among parents, that because they're in an English language dominant context like Aotearoa, that their children must learn English, and no one's uh, no one's contesting that. But what often happens is that English is learned at the expense of other languages specifically, and that's not necessary because bilingualism is an educational, social, cognitive advantage in any combination of languages. So you could maintain knowledge and use of Cook Islands Māori uh, for cultural reasons, but also just for instrumental reasons, because uh, learning a language, being bilingual, all of the research over the last 60 years shows that being bilingual in any combination of languages is an advantage. And that's the message that I think we need to get across very clearly to parents, uh, particularly uh, in terms of their family language policies, you know, how do they, how do they maintain the language within the home if one of the parents does speak Cook Islands Māori. And that's also the message we need to get out to schools, that effective forms of bilingual education, which have been clearly evident and trialled and uh, with lots of support in Māori medium, but also in Samoan and to a lesser extent Tongan Pacific bilingual programs, they're highly successful. Uh, so why don't we extend that to Cook Islands Māori?